in terms of trying to get to the bottom of what is driving people to do what they do, was little Solomon asking a ton of questions? Were you always a curious dude? Or, or is it something that you became more aware of as you got older? Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Saul Good Media Podcast, a podcast that explores the nature of human experience. I'm your host, Solomon Harvey, and each week we have a new guest on the show, and we talk about what it is that drives people to do what they do. What is it that gravitates each of us towards our passions? A quick note before we get into the show today, I just want to say a big thank you to all of the Saul Good Media patrons out there. I had two new people become patrons this past week, and it just means so much to me that you guys care and want to see this show thrive. If you could only see my happy dance and the immense joy it brings to feel so supported by this community. If you're interested in learning what a patron is or how you can support future episodes of the Saul Good Media podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Saul Good Media, which will also be linked in the show notes of this episode. This week, I wanted to highlight a conversation that I had with a fellow podcaster in Traverse City. Taylor Kramer is the host of the Cold Shower podcast, which is a podcast geared towards choosing growth. On his website, Taylor explains, In our society, it is becoming easier and easier to be able to choose our comfort and our discomfort. We can choose to grow or we can choose to remain stagnant. We can entertain the same ideas and opinions our whole lives, or we can explore and seek to understand the inner workings of others. Cold Shower was created to help facilitate personal growth by challenging you, by relating to you, by connecting with you, by caring about you, by sharing your story and the stories of your fellow human beings. Jump in, the water's cold. Taylor and I did our first podcast together a few months ago about the process of podcasting. And in this episode, we explore how things have evolved, where we're heading, and some of our hopes and dreams for podcasting in years to come. If you haven't already checked out Taylor's Cold Shower podcast, I highly recommend checking it out. He has a variety of guests on his show, and I've derived a lot of value from listening to what he and his guests have to share. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Cold Shower Podcast. We're doing part two of a conversation with a fellow Northern Michigan podcaster, Solomon Harvey. I had shared on my Instagram earlier this week of the first episode we did together where he was gracious enough to, I guess, highlight me in that episode, and then we both released it on our uh, platforms. This time, uh, we're going to continue to have a conversation together, maybe about what our journey has been like since we last spoke. But I'm really hoping to shed some light on what he has going on as he's always providing us with valuable content, interesting conversations. Um, Solomon, I'll have you introduce yourself. And then maybe for those that haven't listened to the first episode, can you just give them an idea of what you're trying to do with your podcast? Yeah, thank you for the introduction. I appreciate that. We're currently sitting in your living room. It's my first time out here and I love this space. This is awesome, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I. so our first conversation together we both kind of talked about how to podcast we focused on the um elements of that because that's sort of where i was at the point in time is still kind of developing and i still am but my podcast or just to introduce myself i'm solomon harvey i currently live in petoskey michigan and i've been running a podcast that's geared towards what drives people to do what they do what gravitates people towards their passions and I've absolutely loved the process of 
sharing stories and getting to know people on a deeper level and really getting down to the heart of what is it that's driving you to do what you do. And through that, everybody's driven by different factors, whether that's elements that they had growing up or monetary gains or this pursuit for a next level, whatever that may be for them. And yeah, I'm so excited to be back on the show with you today just to kind of talk about our evolution of our podcast because I feel like we're still driven by the same things, but we've evolved over the last couple months. And so, yeah, just kind of diving into, um, you know, your podcasting setup is totally different since the last time we were together. Mm -hmm, And uh, I just absolutely love the content that you've been putting out on your channel. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And likewise, um, I went back and I've listened to some of your other episodes too. And I really think it was appropriate, um, that one of your more, more recent episodes, you did an independent one and just kind of shared about yourself. And so that, uh, I think leads well into what we have going on today. But what I really like is your focus on what drives people and why I like it so much is that for, for a number of reasons, but that's something that if you, you're recording a conversation and you're sharing it with the listeners. It's going to be beneficial to the listener. Obviously, as a fellow podcast host, I know that it's beneficial for you too. But I think it's also beneficial for the guests because you may be asking them questions that they haven't had to consider before. And I always wonder how many people, myself included, go through life doing these things and we never really ask ourselves why. Has that been a continued like trend that you've noticed? Definitely. Like if if you guys go to that episode where I kind of did the the monologue, I had been working with a lady Kira who I had on a, a, a different episode of mine, and she was asking me all these questions that I had never really asked myself. And so when I think of what drives me, and I think of that deeper um, underlying current that's pushing me through life, when we actually take that time to look at it. It's so incredible to see what comes up and it's so easy to ask other people, but then to turn it on myself was a very interesting experience Mm -hmm. because I think so many of us operate on a day-to-day basis, not really knowing exactly what we're pursuing. And some people have figured that out and they're on that trajectory. And a lot of times that can be a five to 10 year goal. I had a guy, brother James on the show and he has a five your goal that he is every day pushing towards and it's not going to happen tomorrow, but throughout this, this building blocks, it's going to be there in five years and he's setting himself up to get there, not hoping that it will eventually come someday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like how many of us are just hoping that something happens or hoping that we get a lucky break. Uh, I think I'm guilty of that, but I'm also guilty of kind of maybe judging other people's success or progress off that too. And like, yeah, I think they just had a a great connection with this person or Mm. they got lucky or what help are they being provided? Um, And the reality is that for any type of success, I think there's always like hard work that has to go into it, but there also has to be an acknowledgement of, you know, what, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? And Mm -hmm. that's really what makes your, your stuff so fun. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And likewise to you, it's your theme being, you know, pursuing growth and jumping into that cold shower, right? I took a cold shower this morning just to prepare myself for this podcast. (laughs) But yeah, choosing growth and, and really working through the things that may be difficult. So, you know, if we're trying to stay comfortable, that can, it can be really difficult to kind of take a look at your life and say, is this what I really want to be living? 
And I feel really blown away by the fact that when I took that time to say, is this near my ideal living situation and having it be really close, I'm really grateful to be able to say that. And I'm sure it will change over time. But I, my most recent guest, that uh, episode hasn't been released yet. She was saying, I'm not even close to my ideal life. And to me, I was like, oh, interesting. You know, why not? What, where's that gap and how can you get there? And so that was an interesting conversation. But through that, I just, I think of, we're both learning too, who our audience is that are listening to these episodes and really trying to connect to those people specifically. So, you know, if you're listening on the other end of this, what is it that, what are you doing in this moment? Or what is it that you can do just to have that sort of awakening rather than just mindlessly listening and clicking to the next podcast yep. or going through to the next thing that you're doing and taking five minutes just to sort of wake up to this moment. Yeah, that's really cool. And it, that's what I liked about your last episode is that you had this idea of what you wanted your day to look like really. And you, I feel like you want some autonomy over what each of your days looks like. And I want that same thing. Um, and as you explored that idea, you realize that there's actually parts of your day that look exactly how you want them to look. Mm -hmm. Maybe you hadn't considered that before. And never. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that I do that same thing. Uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be what you want your day to look like, but your life. Um, I mean, I was just having a conversation with my wife last night where we were sifting through some things, trying to figure out maybe what the future looks like, um, whether our future is going to look like what other people think it should look like or what we want it to look like. And then we had to kind of remind each other that there's a lot of things about where we're at right now that we had always wanted to be and we're there. Mm -hmm. And and these are things that we also want to maintain for the rest of our relationship and our life. And I think people need to be grateful about some of the things that they have going on, but not remaining stagnant and making sure that you're, you know, continuing to progress forward. It's always that like fine line. Yeah. I mean, so many of the things that we have, just like this couch that we're sitting on was once a desire, right? Or right. the podcast thing that you're using, these microphones, and we get these things and then we're searching quickly for the next thing or the next, but that's the beauty of life, right? Is that we get to just have these desires that come through us. And as long as we can remember to see that we've made it to a certain level, it allows us, and to be grateful for that, it allows us to keep pushing and there's nothing wrong with wanting, aspiring to be better and to continue mm -hmm. to grow. But I think we've all, we don't give ourselves enough credit right. sometimes. Yeah, for sure. So earlier you had mentioned like as we're, both of us are probably trying to always get to know our audience and who that is. Have you seen a shift that you've been able to at least notice or maybe measure in the type of audience that you've had? Has that changed at all since like the release of your first episode? To be completely honest, I've only talked to about five to 10 people that I know have listened to the podcast that have had like a specific interaction where they'll give me feedback and they'll talk about what they liked or didn't like, or somebody that I didn't even know listened saying, you know, I'm listening. I love it. Keep it up. And that, I remember you saying too, just how much of a boost that can give you. And so even if it was just those 10 people listening, I would love to keep creating, but I've been seeing a, a dramatic boost in listenership Good. and I don't know exactly 
who it is that's listening. And that's kind of fun, but I also am excited to sort of get to know who those people are and having that be um, more of a one-on-one interaction. And as I have different guests on, it's those groups of people's friends. or And I think what a lot of it has been is word of mouth. I don't mm. really get a whole lot of social media interaction, but the word of mouth of just saying, oh, did you hear this episode? And then that gets just pushed out into... And so it's been a lot of geographically in Petoskey listeners, and I'm excited to see as it continues to to grow and evolve. But how about yourself? Yeah, that's like, it's a hard thing to measure and to know for sure. But I know that when I first started releasing episodes, I think I had a lot of listenership from people that were listening. And this, again, is just my opinion. I have no way of actually measuring this unless I was to, like, survey people from my hometown or something. Um I think there was people that tuned in for the first however many episodes because it was me that was doing it. And maybe I was someone that they were friends with or liked. Um, They weren't necessarily drawn in by the content as much as they were by me. And then I think if that's how they got there, that they probably didn't last. Um, So maybe they're not listening as intently as they were before. And that's okay. I know we focus on quality of listeners as opposed to quantity. Eventually, we'll have a large quantity of quality listeners, but um, I think that now um, maybe there's less of those people listening, but there's now it's shifted to people that are listening specifically for the lessons and for the content. That's mm. my kind of hope anyway. I would love to have maintained those original listeners, of course, but if I have people that are now listening consistently because of what I'm actually trying to accomplish think that means quite a bit more to me anyway yeah well i liked in your last episode with beth and anthony about how she was saying i really appreciate you know even just having that conversation on a smaller group of people it doesn't matter if ten thousand, a million people listen to this to me because it's helping my own personal growth and you know that will come with time but she was coming from a news background right where there's tons of listeners and i think that is just a number right at the end of the day Mm -hmm. same with money and same with everything else it's just a it doesn't change who you are and so your one-on-one interactions and your own personal growth through the conversations that you have I feel like is of of most importance whether we realize that now or 70 years from now right right exactly so what has there been anything else that you can think of that's really changed or been a, a focus point for you since you started or has it just been like maintaining what you knew was right from the beginning I would say the the true the thing that holds true throughout all the episodes is just pushing myself to do do something, staying consistent with it, and that was something that I had. I think I mentioned it in our previous episode of on my birthday, saying I'm just going to release a new episode every week. I don't know what it's going to be, and I've been recently doing a lot of trainings and learning about how to sort of structure podcasts so that they're not you're not just searching for the next guest every week. Mm -hmm. You actually sort of come up with a specific set of podcasts that are taking you in a direction. And then you can even um, outsource editing and you can just basically be just talking with people one-on-one. And then each of those has more of a purpose. That was a big part of the, the training that I was doing is what is the purpose for each podcast? And I don't think that I'm, necessarily exactly there yet i feel like i find the purpose listening back on those episodes but that is what's been you know i don't necessarily know what i'm gonna get 
Um, and the podcast isn't even about what I'm going to get. It's just about putting myself out there every week, trying something new. And then I get to learn something about myself just through doing that process. Um, the monologue one that I did, I was, had no idea what I was going to do sitting down and, mm-hmm. and I just started talking and then that evolved. And before I knew it, I was like, Oh, I didn't realize I had that opinion until I just heard myself say that. Right. So I don't, yeah, it, I would say just consistency, just doing it, mm-hmm. not necessarily what it is specifically. I've had thoughts of like, is this the theme I'm doing or is this the style of podcast I want to do? And I kind of starting out thought, you know, the first hundred episodes, I'm only halfway there. It's just going to be an experiment and I'll find my voice within that and then I'll take it from there. But the first hundred I have free, free range to yeah. do whatever I want to do. And I'm sure after that, but how about, um, with the cold shower podcast. Yeah. So I, I was kind of that same way. I think we both started out maybe being a little too hard on ourselves, <coughs> excuse me, um, where we, we wanted to have major control over the content of each episode, at least for me before it was actually recorded. So what's been the actually best part of these conversations is that I found the lessons can kind of surface throughout Mm -hmm. the conversation and I'm like light bulbs are going off for me as I'm talking to different people and then I can evaluate the content after the conversation and look at it Um, but that's been something that I think has changed is that maybe before I used to focus a lot on okay I'm bringing this person in to talk to and they've had this experience so I think this is going to be the lesson in the conversation that people are going to benefit from and then you hear them speak and share their experiences. And at, by the end, you're like, well, they were actually a whole lot more than what I thought they were going to be. And they're really able to connect with my mission just on their own. So I've made the jokes in previous podcasts before where I need like a bell to ding when like the guests themselves actually like lead into my whole mission Yeah, um, where I didn't really even have to hardly direct them into that. And that's been like a really pleasant thing that I've seen take place. And I think that's just a reflection of getting quality people on the podcast. And I think everybody um, has something to say. But as you're out looking and trying to figure out who you want to have a conversation with, um, I think just being a good judge of character and, and trying to give people a chance is really important because you'll find maybe you'll get surprised. Yeah, and being open to listening because I feel like it's so easy to want to ask that next question or we want to like fill the space. We don't allow for silence, but sometimes when we allow for that, somebody just keeps talking and then they take it on this whole other. And I remember feeling like, Oh, you know, we're, we're tangenting it off. But then recently, and as of the last probably 20 episodes, I'll just go into that tangent and maybe the tangent just becomes the episode, right? Which becomes, some other lesson that we didn't intend to do, but it's so much more interesting because mm. we're just flowing into that rather than trying to force a and a back and forth. Yep. Yep. Is there anything when you started out a place that by episode 50 that you, you hoped you would be and you haven't yet gotten there? And so in one sense, you might be a little disappointed, but I know a lot of goals that I have set in my life or for this project specifically like as I try to explain this question, is that I had these big goals and, and I could say, Taylor, I, I want this to be accomplished by episode 50. 
And then as I see that it's not going to be, I have to determine if it's because I didn't put in the necessary work mm. or if because it was just not a realistic goal at that time when I set it. And it's like, it that usually seems to be the case it actually is that I just misjudged what I was going to be capable of. Is there anything that you were like, yep, by episode 50, this would have happened and it hasn't. I think the beautiful part about the podcast in particular, um, to talk outside of the podcast, like I have a YouTube channel as well. I think I have about 160 subscribers on mm -hmm. there. And I remember a couple of years ago being like, I'm going to have 100,000 subscribers by 2020 or something right. like that, where it's just like, I think it's possible. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm open to that. And I didn't really put the work in. I didn't really push for that. And my YouTube is a fun thing to upload videos to, but I haven't really um, been consistent with it. And so for the podcast, the only thing that I've really put as my goal is to be consistent and to put one out every week. And I have up until now been consistent with that since I made that commitment. And so I feel like in that sense, I've been successful. And I've also just really loved the, you know, the ability, an example would be, have you heard of the guy, Humans of New York? Yeah. Yeah. He takes, for people that don't know, he goes out and he'll take pictures, portraits of people on the street and grab a little blurb from what they say and then post it online. And I was listening to his story and he talks about how he would go out and he would have maybe 20 to 30 rejections from people and maybe get one person to commit. And now five years later in that same process, everybody says yes to him. And it had nothing to do with taking the pictures. It had nothing to do with um, what he was necessarily saying, but it was the way that he approached them. It was his behavior. It was just the energy that he was bringing to that situation that, allowed people to open and open up and like allow him into their lives. I think that that's what I'm trying to cultivate with the podcast is being open and providing a space for people to just be heard and not be judged. And you guys talked about it in your last episode with Beth and Anthony of just having that safe space to have conversation and not reject it and just hear it and be validated in it and really try to understand. So, you know, if we're sitting down with our president let me hear why you actually feel this way All right. before I just completely tear apart everything you're saying, mm -hmm. which is really difficult. I mean, I'd use that as an extreme example, but um, yeah, I feel like that's been a, a huge goal as well as just that comfort factor of like, can I be comfortable? Can I make my guests comfortable? And can we just sort of have a great time? Not how can I sell this thing or how can I like get all these people that'll just come naturally and just yeah i think that yeah so those will be byproducts of that consistency that's my hope yeah. yeah and i know that there's definitely marketing that goes into it and there's some clever ways like i just figured out how to put the podcast on spotify and there you were go. asking about that and it's like a simple little thing which goes a long way though if you mm -hmm. can create less barriers for people to to listen to it yep. there's more likelihood that they will but did you have a number or a a guest or somebody that something that you were trying to get um, yeah, like I think I started out by, and we kind of talked about this in the beginning, if this is something of interest, like starting a podcast or having these conversations or being a news anchor, or journalist, whatever it is, then I think for those types of positions, you have to think of yourself in a certain space. So you have to think I am actually worthy of gleaning these lessons from people. And I do think that of myself. 
And as I listen to some podcasts by these heavy hitters, you know, like I think I could have just done what they did. And the only reason that they're able to put out that content at such a high level is because they already had like this space. So I think of like, I listen to Dax Shepard's podcast all the time. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, Yeah. And so he does like a really good job, but I'm also well aware that if he hadn't already been a somewhat famous actor, he wouldn't have the amount of sponsorships or downloads that he has. Mm -hmm. So he, he like started at a level that unfortunately we can't start at. And so what I've been trying to do is making sure that I'm supporting people who may not be that well known in comparison to these other people. And can I highlight what they have going on and will that be returned to me later in life at a, at a higher level? Um, because, most of my guests are not famous people, but I think that they all have things that they can share that are of very high quality. And so that's been something that I've had to keep in mind is like, don't go chasing these impossible people. Talk to the quality people that are already surrounding you, and then maybe you'll be able to build that into something greater. That's been like just an idea that's you know, surfaced after I started the podcast and realized like how difficult it is to get downloads and listens and maintain Mm -hmm. consistency and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I've always hoped that there would be a larger number of listeners than what there is right now, but I'm always reminding myself like just quality of listeners is going to be important. And if you go out with your friends or with your wife and to your local small town and someone comes up and says like, Hey, so-and-so recommended my podcast to you and I've really enjoyed it. Like, thrive off that instead of the numbers do you are you open about your numbers do you know what they are currently um i think right now i'm at about like maybe 200 listeners or downloads per episode awesome um and most of them since i've moved here have come from the traverse city area and for some reason i have a really high contingency in detroit too which i know people in detroit Uh um but i didn't think i knew that many so most of them are based in northern Michigan, which is great because that's where, you know, I'm featuring most of my guests from. But also I want to make sure that um, I'm open enough or opening myself up enough to like that this information is relatable to anybody, mm-hmm. no matter where they live, even though the people I'm featuring and I myself live in northern Michigan. Because I do. I think that's how it needs to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of dominate this space and dominate, maybe not the right word, but then from there you can branch out and reach other people too yeah and i think one way to for people to really visualize that is like try, imagine getting 200 people in a room i was just about to say that and that's yeah. like the one thing like i look at that number and maybe i'm not blown away and then like you said if if you could imagine them watching you and you're on a stage that's pretty cool and to think that they're getting you know not just one talk that you give a, a week or a, a year, but it's weekly, Yeah, you know? So you're getting to those people and maybe they share, maybe one person shares it with one, one of five people share it. And then that's another 20 people that, and the cool thing is that the episodes just live on. And so people can always go back through your archives and, but yeah, I just seeing it as a visual, it kind of, is striking, yeah. you know, and then you think of these people that have millions of followers, just, whoa. Right. But. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is wild to think about. And so I'm glad you brought that up because I think a visual like that might make other people appreciate a little more what we have going on, but mm-hmm. also for myself, because I want to maintain this. I don't want to get burned out. And if I can imagine little things like that, mm-hmm. I think it goes a long way. 
it's amazing to see too how what we what credit we give to numbers so you know if you have an influencer that has a hundred thousand instagram followers you may think that what they have to say is more important whereas numbers don't equate importance or value um i think that they can give the impression like that like you were saying with dax shepherd's podcast he has already such a large following his wife Kristen bell has 10 million followers on instagram or something like that and it's interesting to just see that they're not necessarily doing anything different it's just they're part of that network and he grew his network through just starting and being in la he's from michigan and all of the networks and connections that we have currently are going to be people that grow up and who knows where it will take any of them we might have 10 friends right now that become millionaires that who knows you know and it's not even um but then those connections will then just be the richness that your life becomes later on in life that's my my thought yeah no for sure and i guess this could be the time to like tell people like support your like with anything support local small businesses all these Mm -hmm. things but support like local artists and local podcasters Mm -hmm. and all this stuff because uh yeah you don't need to have a huge contingency or huge following for your words to be valid like Mm -hmm. what we have to say i believe is very important even though the reach isn't as great so what role are other people going to need to play and spreading this and i've said it before like it can be something very small like a like on facebook mm-hmm. don't just scroll by like if you like that that could mean that someone else randomly saw that joe schmo liked this episode i'm gonna go click on it and then maybe we gain a consistent follower from there and so yeah it's it's strange how stuff like that works especially for me like I have no idea how to market or anything i'm just really have like a blindfold on as i'm doing this stuff mm-hmm. well, and for you trying now. to grow it yeah yeah yep um, it's cool too to go back in time. You see a lot of people on YouTube that have become really popular, and you go back to their oldest videos. Some of them do have millions of views just from people going back in time. So you never know where this is going to take us, yeah. and people may want to search out our archives someday. And mm-hmm. I just get excited about thinking two, three hundred years from now, we'll, like where will we be, and how will the voices that we've um, recorded you know, give insight to future generations. Yep, for sure. And I know like you interviewed uh, your dad and you've obviously interviewed your sister. Um, I believe you did your grandma too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those are such special conversations to have um, because not often do you get to sit down with those people and the whole point of being in the room with them is to have a conversation for like an hour or however long it is. And when you pull the microphone and the headsets out, like, it starts to get serious and you're supposed to talk and the, the things that can come from that conversation are so special. I mean, I've interviewed my parents, my grandpa. Um, and those are things that I don't know if they make the general listener like bored out of their mind, hopefully not. Um, but I don't care. Like those are for actually for me, uh, and have been really special too. And I think you'd be surprised because, you know, hearing those relationships that we have with our parents or our grandparents are, um, connections that other people end up having they like one lady really loved the conversation i had with my grandmother and felt a connection with her and wanted to reach out to her and it's like we're bridging that gap of 
it doesn't have to be my grandparent. I can still learn from this person that's somebody else's or having that your sort of universal tribe community that mm-hmm. um, all support all supports each other rather than yeah rather than just feeling like oh, I don't have a family but you do oh I wish I did it's like no you're actually part of this yeah yep. yeah yeah that's been I think conversation is so important and again like I'll relay back to a conversation I had with my wife last night but we just went like randomly skateboarding and had our dog pulling us yesterday and then we went out to eat after that and it wasn't like a planned thing but we got to just sit and have a conversation and it had like occurred to me earlier this week as we were just both going through like our days work and stuff and sometimes you get into those ruts like even with people that mean the most to you so whether that's a friend significant other whatever a family member where you can just be around each other the whole week, but you never really like connected. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just going through your day normally. And so I like caught myself kind of looking at my wife a couple of different times this week. And I was like, that's my wife. Like, it's kind of weird, but that's my wife. And like, I feel like I don't really know her a whole lot, but I, I don't mean that in a negative way. It like excited me because mm-hmm. I was like, that's someone that I continue to have opportunities to get to know. And there's still so much more to learn and so like so many more ways to become connected to each other. And I think if we can treat other people like that, like our friends, um, it's going to open up a a much closer connection with people that we already kind of think we're connected to sometimes. Definitely. Yeah. And it's amazing to see you have these friendships throughout your life that you've cultivated, but that is just the relationship that they have to you. It's not their relationship with all these other people. And so what podcasting does is it allows you to see this side of somebody that you've never seen before. And you get to sort of become a bird's eye view from this totally other perspective that's playing out in the same time space uh, that, you know, it's like some people who I really try not to judge people off of other people's opinions of them. So if somebody says, you know, oh, this guy's, you know, I had a horrible experience then I go in, they're super friendly. Yeah. It's hilarious. We were at, uh, we were getting tacos in Marquette the, the other day and one of my friends just had a really bad experience with this lady and I went up and ordered tacos afterwards and she was just like so sweet to me and which was like offering all these things and it was just hilarious how different within like five minutes we both had this completely different experience, whatever it might have been that caused those different things to play out. But it's just, it's happening all the time. And so if we're not, we can't judge people off of assumptions. And I, I do that still to this day. And I really try not to, because I don't know Donald Trump on a personal level, but I have so much negative (laughs) stuff going towards that. Um, so I try really hard not to judge people until I get to talk with them one-on-one and really get to know them. But yeah, it's, uh, definitely an interesting process to, to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. That brings up a something that I, I heard a while ago and I thought was funny is there's some people in your life that maybe they just have a negativity about them. And so say there's a friend of yours and you meet up with them in the evening and they just come to you and they're like, I can't believe how many like rude people I met today. Like this lady on the bus was a jerk and then I went to the grocery store and the cashier was a jerk and all these things. And if you really break it down, if you're meeting that many people that are jerks, 
it might be you. And it's something that I think we all need to consider is how are we handling our one half of the interactions each day? And if everybody's coming off as a jerk, odds are that you're probably not presenting yourself in the way that you need to be presenting yourself. That's such a huge point. And I think it takes that self-reflection. It takes that looking and that discomfort of, am I pursuing what I want to be pursuing? Am I living in my own truth or am I just sort of projecting and blaming mm. and just saying, if only everything else would change, then I'd be happy. Right. Where... But also just, I feel like I just want to say throughout this conversation, it's so cool to keep coming back to the moment and think, you know, I drove to your house to do the podcast and when, when else like besides podcasting, would we just drive, you know, I'd like to think that we would, but would I just drive an hour and a half to come have like an hour and a half conversation with you? Yeah. You know, we don't do that in our day to day lives, but the podcast gives us an excuse to do that. And I don't think we need it, but I think that it is just another vehicle from which we can open up the windows of conversation, giving context from which to just like explore what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So very clearly it's beneficial for both of us that you took the time and came here and then we're having this conversation, we're becoming closer. And then if you think about it in the sense of the theater that we're sitting in with these many listeners, right. um, then they're now learning about two people that they probably never would have drove an hour and a half to listen to, but they're able to do it from their vehicle or their home. Yeah. And yeah, it is kind of a cool opportunity and I hope that people are embracing that. It doesn't have to be like either of our podcasts, mm -hmm. but just getting out and like not listening to the same music each and every day, but maybe switching things up and listening to an audiobook or a podcast and getting to hear things, you know, outside of your normal perspective is cool. Yeah, and I gotta I gotta take some credit for not doing everything that I say on the podcast. So like <laughs> I will, you know, I'll do these personal episodes where I'm like, check out this awesome cleaning method by Marie Kondo. I'm gonna be, you know, starting a challenge when you start listening to this episode, like give a give away something like the first day, two second day, give away two things. I did not do that. I didn't follow through with my own challenge, mm -hmm. but maybe somebody did. And so there's, you know, I don't think I have to do everything that I'm saying, but I do try to, um, and I keep bringing up the last podcast cause I just, it's so fresh in my mind from listening to it on your last podcast with Beth and Anthony of saying, I can't say something unless I'm going to do it too. Mm -hmm. So I can't say that like you're being a jerk unless I take the time to see if I am being, um, or I can't tell you to do something if I'm not willing to do it myself. So I don't know if it's hypocritical of me to, to create these things or to say these things and not necessarily follow through with them, but it's definitely a fun, I think I'll listen to that episode at some point and then do it. It doesn't yeah. have to be immediately afterwards, but yeah. And, and we're still like, we're human. And I mentioned that in the first episode we did that there's times where it almost feels strange or like awkward to be sitting behind this microphone and in a sense, I don't know if I'm deserving of the platform, if I'm a good enough person to be sharing this stuff. And I just have to remind myself, like, that's not what matters. Like, you're being transparent. You have struggles like everybody else. And as long as you're open about that and you're not, like, painting yourself in this perfect light, then people should still be able to benefit, you know, from what you have to say. And it's just like every other person in the world, we're constantly growing and so maybe those methods that you talked about that you haven't yet implemented 
you're might be building up to it and it's going right. to take place later. I don't know. Yeah. I, and I also was visualizing when I was listening to your podcast, thinking about you having a hundred thousand listeners because I didn't know what your numbers were at and it's possible that is, that is the case or will be the case very soon. You never know where that is going to happen. And I think it happens pretty quickly and exponentially once we continue, you know, it's like you do it every, every week for their three years, but those three weeks for whatever reason, just skyrocketed growth. Yeah. Um, but I started to think about that just to play with my own preconceptions of, I think as a human, I do judge things off of lessons or off of numbers, even though I don't want to, sometimes I still do. And I was trying to listen to your content thinking that it was, you know, reaching thousands and thousands of people. And it was, it felt like a podcast that would be on any heavy hitter podcast that I, that I would listen to. Yeah. And so it was cool to see that parallel of thinking you've already made it, you're already doing it. Those numbers will come then and they don't have to be right now, but just like keep doing what you're doing. Cause it, it shows like you've just gotten so much more, um, comfortable. It seems like in your podcast and you've had some really cool people on. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. It, it's always good to hear stuff like that. And I, the next episode of yours that I listen to, I'm going to imagine that as well. Um, because yeah, I think that's how we want it to be. We, we have an understanding that our guests are really important people and they have awesome stuff to say that the entire world could benefit from, but the entire world isn't listening yet. And in the meantime, we just have to, I think, give it that level of respect that it deserves while trying to, you know, pump up those numbers as much as possible. And it's, uh, it's hard to do. Sometimes it's frustrating, mm-hmm. but like you said, it might just be a matter of time too. I've also done it the flip. So, you know, I love watching Casey Neistat's vlogs, but I imagine sometimes him just having like 10 views on a video. And if I were to just see his videos, you know, 10 to 15 views, would I be treating them like they're so important or would I have finished those episodes or would I, you know, like how am I seeing him differently now thinking that only 10 people are watching this? Is, is he, well, he's like kind of out there, whatever it may be. That's just our preconceived things that we bring into every single situation. It's so important to just let go of all of your expectations. And that has been the hugest lesson through doing podcasting and stuff like that of, no no agenda right now necessarily just letting it be what it is yeah it's hard to do that but i think you're exactly right um so i'm curious you have a pretty uh like distinct mission with your podcast but then i also feel like you've done a good job of not really boxing yourself in in the conversation it's not too rigid um people are able to follow along with the conversation and probably be pretty comfortable in that Um, but in terms of trying to get to the bottom of what is driving people to do what they do, was little Solomon asking a ton of questions? Were you always a curious dude or, or is it something that you became more aware of as you got older and wanted to find out? I would say, um, great question. I definitely have always been really curious. And in high school, I actually, one of my teachers who's like football coach, but also taught English and he made fun of me for asking too many questions and kind of make an example of me of like, Oh, there he goes again, asking another question. And I took that really personally because I was a really sensitive kid and didn't really want the attention, 
you know, that he was pushing on me. And so I stopped asking questions and that rippled into other areas of my life. Just that one experience, even though I wasn't sitting in English class every time I was asking a question, I kind of stopped asking questions. And so then I had to work through that and realize that that was just a thing that was stunting my growth and was keeping me from feeling like I'm stupid for asking a question. And I, I tried really hard to t give other people that experience too, of there is no question that is dumb. And even if I haven't learned about one thing that everybody knows about, don't worry about asking about it. Cause if people care about your well-being and they want you to grow, um, it'll be answered. And if not, that's like, look it up on Google. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you have access to the internet, there's, um, but yeah, I definitely had this fear of like asking the wrong questions or asking questions that everybody already knew, which I think has, I've come through that a long way. And now after asking all these questions, like when I started the podcast, it was very focused on monetary gain of, are you doing this because you're making money? Or are you doing this because you're passionate about it? And I was kind of putting people in two boxes. It's either these people or it's these people, people that are doing it for money probably haven't really thought about what they're really passionate about. And then I started to realize that some people were just really passionate about making money and that's what turned mm -hmm. them on. And that started to blur the lines. And then I realized that people are really passionate about so many other things. And it's not just this or this. And um, through, yeah, through that process, I feel like my questions have become more um, introspective versus trying to get like a, an answer out of somebody. So rather than saying like, I know this cool story about you, so I'm going to ask the question to evoke that out of you. I want to ask you something that I have absolutely no idea or maybe questions that you haven't even asked yourself. Hmm. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I found, um, as you mentioned, kind of like the people that might be making money and then those that are following their passion and how they can mix. I think, yeah, a lot of people um, sometimes forget that or at least for me, as I've moved to this area and I've connected with the people, most of the people that I've gotten on my podcast, there's a high number of them that are kind of in the entrepreneurial space. So they're out doing their own thing. And I don't know at what level in terms of monetary gain, but they have a lot of autonomy over each of their day. And I'm jealous of a lot of that. But then um, on the same hand, I have my other very dear friends who you know, they punch a clock in a sense. So they're going uh, to their job each day from nine to five. And there's really a lot of validity and importance to both of those approaches. I think it just depends on the type of person. But I also wonder, because it's so much easier to be visible now or to make yourself known to people like on social media, or if you're on social media, you're probably following these people that are presenting their life in these perfect ways do you think that there's when someone's maybe not in an entrepreneurial space that they're not as passionate or they haven't yet found that thing that they're passionate about in life or is, are they not connected at all? There's very passionate people that are in those nine to five jobs. Well, my whole ideas around that shifted when I listened to Seth Godin's book about, um, it was about marketing and how, the, the true leaders and the true heroes in our society are the ones that 
aren't looking for something to make them passionate and they become passionate about their job, even if it is punching a clock. Okay. And I, I feel like I really resonated with that because I always tried to do that when I was punching a clock. Like, how can I make this workspace the best for all of my employees or not my employees, but I was managing a few different Mm -hmm. places and how can I make this fun and interesting and how can I get people excited? Because the ultimate reason that I left my job was that I wasn't surrounded by a community of people that were wanting to grow or wanting to see this place succeed. And I just felt like, well, if that's not the goal, that's what I want to do. So I'm going to go do that with something else. And I think you find, I think you can find entrepreneurs that are probably really interested in very mundane tasks. They like just the paperwork or they like the things that may feel mundane to other people. So rather than grouping people by their job or their demographic, another thing that Seth Godin talks about is like psychographics. So maybe there's just a lot of people that like to, to grow and they're going to find that in their job doesn't really matter. There could be 10 different banks and they all operate differently. They're all doing the same thing but their teams and their leaders are all operating at a different level. So it's really kind of a hard question to answer, I feel like. It is. And I probably shouldn't even be operating from the space of like trying to judge whether other people are living passionately or not. You know, because so much of it is just me looking at, oh, what is your job? What are you doing? Oh, that doesn't sound like something that requires a lot of passion. And so then right there, I'm like judging someone. They may go home and every evening from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. be working on something that they're super True. passionate about. No, yeah. we don't even know. And I don't feel like you're judging. I feel like you're just questioning, which is always a good place to be where yeah. it's like some people aren't asked questions and so they don't think about it. It's like, do you like your job? Oh, I never thought about that being an option. Mm-hmm. I just thought your job was something that you had to do. Yeah. And so people don't realize that there are other opportunities. And that's another thing through the podcast, highlighting these people of like, oh my gosh, you do that as a job? Are you serious? Like, I didn't even know that that was something that was possible. And then somebody hopefully listens to that and then questions and then maybe moves their life trajectory in a different way. There's absolutely no right or wrong career path. It's just different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as as we're like looking at passion and maybe how that's related to someone's career choice, I mean, I've gotten funny looks you know, ever since I decided to be a social worker. So if someone's asking me what I do and maybe they value the dollar a little bit more than I do, then they like kind of give me a, not a like obvious look, but you can tell they're thinking like, well, that guy makes like no money and probably has a crappy job that stresses him out. And that is kind of true. Both of those can be kind of true. But if I had time to sit down with every single person and share with them the value that my different jobs have given me, um, then I think they would actually learn like a lot more about me. So maybe my passion isn't social work, but my passion is connecting with people, helping people. And then I've realized that I can do that through a podcast and it's been like all the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing to think that your podcast could end up making 20 to 500 times more money than the social working right. job, but also being true to the fact that like, you're really helping people in this process. And I really admire that about you of helping people with what they're going through, whether you're getting paid to do it or not. Like you were, we were just talking about, you were going to be volunteering today to help a friend 
free of charge to help them with a project. And I, it made me reconsider like, yeah, I feel like I get so much reward when I help people, but I don't always go out to seek, you know, asking people what they need help with. Mm -hmm. And you can't just expect that people are going to ask for help all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that can be so much more rewarding than getting a paycheck and it might just be what people are missing. Right. So like maybe people just need to volunteer more time. Yeah. No, I, I think overall that that's probably true. Um, but then again, you know, like we both alluded to, there's a great value in doing the job that needs to be done mm -hmm. and then benefiting from whatever reward that is. So maybe it's a consistent schedule. You don't have to worry about, you know, working overtime or um, you're getting a consistent paycheck that allows you to take vacations or care for your family. So, yeah, there's value to everything that everybody is doing. I think what people need to actually realize about that sentiment though is just looking at the value that you're providing. So being aware of, of the value you're providing, giving yourself credit, whether you're a painter or whether you're an accountant, those are two very different things, mm -hmm. but pat yourself on the back a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit because yeah. I have a question for you about it's kind of in alignment with what we're talking about but with this underlying drive whether people are working or they're doing a passion project like a, you know maybe the podcast is it becomes work at some point too but i saw this video so i'm kind of prefacing with these two examples and then i want to ask you a question i saw recently a video of justin bieber walking down the street my sister sent it to me and he was walking with his i think wife i don't know if they're married or not yeah baldwin uh, Haley Baldwin or something something like that yeah she but they were they're being harassed by this paparazzi guy and the guy was being nice enough he was saying you know it's my right to be here but he wasn't like viciously doing it but he was like come on man oh, I just want to walk down the street I'm like just please give me just the ability to be like able to walk down the street with my like wife and just enjoy my day the guy was like I'm not breaking any laws I just do my job and it went on for, I skipped ahead to the end and he was just like still doing it 15 minutes later. And I was like, man, that level of fame is not interesting to me. No, I do not want to be somebody that is just followed around. Can't go anywhere. Can't just like go to the supermarket and just buy groceries. i literally have to like have other people do that for me or just like live in isolation that's not what I'm seeking when I think of, but I also think that's kind of the top of the totem pole of people who want followers and social validation and things like that. So the, looking at that example at the top and be like, well, that's not necessarily what I'm shooting for. Another example being I have been dead set on wanting to get a Tesla. I think having an electric car would be amazing. I think they're so cool. But recent studies that I've been looking into with 5G and um, batteries and EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies that come from your phone, are really detrimental to our health. And I don't know all the sciences, so I'm not going to back all that up right now on the podcast. But that shifted my instantly of this few year goal of like, I'm going to buy a Tesla. Uh -huh. Is like, I don't want to be in a vehicle that is inundated with 5G and has a massive battery underneath me. And I'm just, you know, if I'm going on a road trip, I'm going to be inundated with this technology for hours that's not and maybe there's things around that that i don't know about if people know please 
reach out to me because I would love to still get a Tesla <laughs> right. if that's not the case. But this goal that I had suddenly just this little tidbit of information completely was like, oh, that's not my goal anymore. So I wonder, do you feel like you have these goals with either the podcast or just in life in general? Um, and have those changed from seeing examples of like the end goal of that? Or have you given sort of like that thought or looked to say like maybe Dax Shepard being that successful? Do you have things like that? Um, I think since I've started, like most of it is just I want to have more control over, like you said earlier, like your day. Mm -hmm. And so... I've discovered like why I originally went into social work is because my passion was connecting and helping people. And then I wouldn't be um, tied down to any certain like specific setting to work in. So if I wanted, I could work in a school, I could work in the prison system, I can work where I'm working right now. And um, then I, I realized like since I've started this, that there's actually like even beyond that, there's other ways to like help and connect people too. And so with that podcast, with this podcast, um, I think that's been like the new goal is that how can it be taken to a level where I get to just like wake up each day and figure out who do I want to talk to next or are people actually interested in, you know, reaching out and talking to me. And that has happened, um, as well, where people are like, you know, you should get so-and-so on the podcast. I think they want to be on, um, that I think is like more of my goal right now is how can I take this a little bit like beyond what it is right now and actually have it to the point where it's realistic enough that that's what I have to dedicate mm. all my time to during the workday. Um, but so much more than like money, like I really want money. I want to like be able to take my wife on fancy vacations and all this stuff. Um, but more than that is that, yeah, I want to have like that control where I'm not saying that each one of my days is free from doing things I don't want to do. Cause I don't think, I think if you get to that point, like that's too much and, and there's value in like having to suck it up and do hard things. But I want to get to the point where I can at least like wake up in the morning and be like, Taylor, like whether you do this project or not today, like it's only going to be hurting you. So you need to get this stuff done, but be happy in the sense that I'm the one that created that issue or that goal anyway. So I have that connection to what do I want my day? What do I want my life to look like? And being a hundred percent like responsible for that. So right now, maybe I'm working in a position where I'm getting a paycheck kind of no matter what. And if my supervisor isn't in the office on this specific day, they're not going to know that I spent that half hour on Instagram instead of working. My paycheck's not going to reflect that. But can I get to the point where with the work that I'm doing, whether it's in the entrepreneurial space or whatever, where more of my life, quality of life, um, whether that's with a paycheck or whatever, is more dependent on like the effort that I'm putting in. Mm. And I've seen that in a different way right now with the podcast where there's a direct relation to how many people you reach and the effort that you're putting into letting them know that the episode is up or the quality of the audio and all those different things. So just, I guess having that, but at a, at a higher level, does that make any sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 You've, I'm sure you've probably heard of the hundred or a thousand true fans. Yeah. 
Yeah. That I feel like that's kind of in alignment with what you're talking about. Of, you know, you're supported enough to do what you love. You're not necessarily like shooting to be <laughs> attacked by paparazzi in the streets. No, I yeah. think that's a whole like, I don't think anybody ever is wanting no. that, but no. it is something to be aware of mm-hmm. as you. Yeah. That's a, like a crazy level of fame. And I actually do really feel bad for people like that, that just can no longer like escape. And I think that there's a reason obviously that Justin Bieber is like one of the most famous people on the planet. And obviously there's good things that come with that. He could probably make a million dollars just by like showing up to somebody's birthday party uh, for five minutes. But also like that's not a deep connection and I want to have deep connections. And if that means um, that I have to put more work into having like long form conversation and actually explaining my feelings about certain things or allowing people to explain in depth what they think about certain things, then that's like really what I want. I don't want to become like an entertainer where these are just very shallow Mm -hmm. connections that I'm having with someone. And I think that Bieber puts out excellent music. I actually really like a lot of the stuff that he puts out, but to me that's entertainment. And if he stopped making music, it wouldn't really greatly alter my life in any way. But I want maybe people to think that if I stopped putting out this podcast, that they might have a little bit of a hole in their life and, and that they would need to go fill it with something else of quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Really getting at the heart of... Because I, I think we can like people for... And when I think of the content that I watch, sometimes it's because it's just amazing content, but a lot of times it's because I'm invested in that person. And so a lot of the vloggers or people that I watch on YouTube, they could do anything and I'm going to watch it and I enjoy watching it. And it doesn't matter if it was just them going through a really crappy situation throughout their day. It wasn't like they're trying to like sell me on this amazing thing that they did. It's just, I'm invested in them. And I think that that's something that will continue to grow as you continue to do podcasts too, as people get to know more about you and they become more invested in you. And then they care more about, what you do maybe you switch to youtube or maybe you switch to something completely different and they're going to follow you in that because it was never necessarily about the podcast right it was about kind of getting to know you on a personal level yeah that's definitely something to think about and i i assume that you've put thought into that too and so like in terms of the thousand true fans i mean do you think that you're kind of harvesting quality listeners too through what you have going on or um, are you well on your way to like that thousand true fans? Do you think I've totally shifted from trying to get fans to just having fun? And I feel like if I'm not having fun, I have to reevaluate what I'm doing. And so the podcast, whether I get a thousand fans or I get a million fans, if I'm not having fun, that's where I'm kind of. So ideally, you know, I do want to make, make this my full time job, too. And I'd realize that there are some things that maybe aren't going to be fun along the way, or maybe I have to do some, some marketing or other types of things that set me up for the ability to just have fun with it. But currently it's not, there has been no focus on trying to figure out who my audience is. It's just really been word of mouth. And I, I sometimes I'm just amazed that there are even that many people listening because I haven't pushed it at all Mm -hmm. on anything you know maybe i do one facebook post or instagram um i made 50 cards 
like little business cards with my podcast on it and pass it out at a music festival. And I think that might still be who's listening. I haven't oh. made more cards, so I don't even necessarily know. Yeah. But I find that kind of enlightening too, to just say, you know, when you have a hundred thousand subscribers, good luck getting to know all of them. But that would be my intention. It's not that I don't care who's listening. It's just interesting to me. I'd like to figure out who it is, but I'm also not doing a ton of like, take the survey and so I can figure out who you are yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess as you ask that and I talk about it, I would like to know who my listeners are. Yeah. I'd like to do more of that work. And I would like to know people to build the true fans, not because they're going to pay for my product, but because I, I know who I'm talking to rather than just saying, hope you guys enjoy this. Right. Yeah. So, so you, it sounds like you've given yourself like room to benefit personally as you're finding your way through this podcast world, but also like you're doing it in such a way that it's going to allow for people to connect with you. I think. Mm. I I hope so. I mean, if I just think if people don't like what we're saying, they can always tune out. They can always like switch the podcast. So thank you guys for sticking around to this moment in the episode. If you're still listening, because it really does mean a lot to have people that care about um, what we're doing. And I think it just speaks to their own curiosity, which is what is going to take them far in life. It's what's gotten us to, to where we are. I feel like the podcast is just, uh, whatever theme or mission you put on it, it is purely curiosity that is driving a lot of people. Yeah. That's a really good, um, way to put it curiosity. And then I think for what we're, what we're both doing is that, there is importance to what we have to say and the guests, obviously, that are always the stars of the episodes. Um, so if there's people that are tuning in week to week, I, I know that those are quality people. Like those are people that, like you said, are asking questions. They want to have the answers to some of these questions and they're probably pretty self-aware. So to give the listeners credit like you did, same thing. Like I think people that are tuning into our episodes are high quality, good people. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yeah, I'd say if you're bad quality, just turn this off right, <laughs> right. now. Yep. Um, so as we wrap up, I guess maybe just like let people know maybe what they can expect from you or if you have no idea what they can expect, that's cool too. I'd say we're in the same boat in terms of what we can expect together as listeners of my own podcast. Um, I listen to it too and I get so much out of it that I didn't even know I would going into it. Sometimes like we had mentioned before hitting record, we'll listen back to our podcast and we even talked about it in this episode of we'll get things that we don't even realize are that we went into it with the intention of. So yeah, if you guys want to check out the Sell Good Media podcast, it's on iTunes and Spotify and it will continue to grow. I'm going to have guests on the show and I like the theme so far. I'm still experimenting, but I've also really enjoyed just the personal interaction of just sharing what I've been up to. I may do some, daily episodes where they're just shorter spurts throughout the week. Uh, but currently it's just Mondays at 8 a.m. that I release. They're usually about an hour long. And um, yeah, I want to turn it on you too, Taylor. How about cold shower listeners? What can they expect over the next, I would say, like not over the next year, but like in a year from now? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it's going to be maintaining what I think is quality. Like I've been very happy with the people that I've gotten on and the connections I've been able to make with them. And I don't want to like stray away from that. 
And so, of course, we both were pretty open about how we hope that these projects blow up and that we get all these other listeners. But I think that those are with very pure intentions. So we want it to blow up because the the root of everything we do is this quality, helpful content and a curiosity that drives that. And I hope that most of what I can do this next year is growing the amount of listeners so that it can just increase the impact that it's having on people. But I want to maintain the purity and the quality of the mission and what we have going on. That's huge. And I, I really appreciate and value the fact that you haven't discluded or excluded anybody. Like you've, both of us kind of keep a pretty open mind and an open approach. There are so many different people that fit into the model of choosing growth and you could just make it about this specific group of people, which you were mentioning could bring in a lot more listenership or viewership, but at the sacrifice of excluding all these other people that, you know, even if they're not in as high in numbers are going to be really gaining a lot from what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on and making the trip down here. This is the second of what I think is going to continue to just be um, something that we're going to want to connect with, you know, like you said, maybe every couple of months or whatever it is and see where each of us are at and what's changing. And I always appreciate your willingness to uh, respond to my messages and, and help me as we're both kind of going through this at about the same time. And you're doing very important work. And as the listeners, um, please go check out what he has going on because he really does a great job of asking the questions that I believe all of you would want to ask the guests that he's bringing on. And his curiosity is something that he's not just keeping bottled up, maybe like he used to when he was little, um, but it's something that he's now found out how to use his curiosities to benefit um, many more people than just himself. So go check out his stuff if you haven't. And he was on episode 22 of my podcast, so you can go back and listen to that one if you want. Yeah, and 22 episodes later, here we are at 44. Okay, that's that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that is cool. Um, So we'll talk again in 22 episodes. Maybe we won't wait that long. Um, But once again, thanks for being on, and thank you guys uh, for tuning in, as always. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider sending Taylor and I some love, whether it be through a review on Facebook or iTunes, or just commenting and saying what's up. Every little bit helps us on our mission of growing our audiences and connecting with listeners like you. Again, I highly recommend you head on over to the Cold Shower podcast on iTunes or Spotify and check out the top-notch content that Taylor has been producing. It really is inspiring. You've been listening to the Saul Good Media Podcast. I'm Solomon Harvey. Have a Saul Good Week. Peace. It's sensation is a memory.